Welcome to the Soul to Scene podcast, episode 15. I'm Andy Cooper from RMS Motoring, and today I'm joined by uh, Nigel Lamont. Hello. And Gethin Evans. Hello. Well, guys, uh, you're very welcome to the show. Um, slightly different show this this week, the second one we recorded this week, because I'm with the showrunners of uh, a world-class car show, guys. Blowing we're, a bit of, we're flattered, Gethin, aren't we? Absolutely. Uh, blowing a bit of uh, smoke there for sure, but of course we're here to talk about uh, Dubshed and GTI and I and the journey you guys have went on. Um, but if you want to know why we have such good car shows in Northern Ireland at all at the moment, listen on, because uh, these guys in GTI and I are a big part of that. Uh, and I think Gary and Ross are gutted they couldn't make it to the recording today because uh, they were are fascinated by the whole thing. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Dubshed or Titanic Dubs or Eurotreffin uh, or GTI and I, you're hopefully going to find all about it here. But more importantly, uh, we have a show coming up, guys, in three or four weeks. Uh, when's it on? Where is it? What do we expect? Give, give us the uh, elevator pitch here. So uh, three weeks' time, really, from this weekend. Uh, it's April the 2nd and 3rd. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. Um, this will be year twelve. Well, I've lost count after COVID. Obviously, we've missed. Uh, this will be it'll be three years since we've run it. Yeah, two thousand nineteen was the last time we're on at, at the Icon Centre just outside Lisburn. Yep. What a what a fantastic venue! Huge site and yeah. loads of cars and all the rest. So it's just just a big playground for us, basically. Yeah, and and what sort of what can we expect there? How many cars? How many entrants? What what do we expect to see there? Well, <laughs> It's steadily been growing. So we started in 2010 and we rented out the what is known as the cattle... Just a bit of background, why it's called Dubshed, first of all. We, rent, we rented out what was known at the old side of King's Hall was the cattle shed. And we were thinking of a name. It's in a shed. There's dubs. Mm-hmm. Dubshed. So just in case anybody was curious why it was called Dubshed. <laughs> I, I remember the light bulb moment. Yeah. I was coming down the M2 going to work. And I think I was... I think I was on the phone to some of you. Probably. And it sort of said, I've got it, dub shade. And it's kind of just dropped and saying, like, and it's stuck. Yeah, and, and and so that's, and it was dubs. And yes, I remember the old King's Hall, but there's no shoes at it, at it now. But it couldn't be a million miles away from what it was then, dubs in a shed. <laughs> yeah, at, at the time, it was like before we'd run outdoor shows. And just from going back and forward to English shows, Ultimate Dubs, other indoor shows, we came to the conclusion, well, Gethin came to the conclusion and sort of put it to us, why don't we do an indoor show? I found a venue here that we could work on and all the rest of it. And at that time, I think the King's Hall staff and the people in it were trying to transition to more like an event venue. Yeah, because yeah. they're predominantly agriculture. You know, that's, yeah. that's really the sort of shows they did. They were, um, they were looking at actually revenue streams and they were interested in pursuing different ways of using their facilities and Catherine then spoke to them and presented it with an option yeah we've, we've had such a good relationship with those guys yeah, like they super. they feel I suppose that they have nurtured us from from our beginnings of, of, of Dubshed and it's been they've been really good to work with and, and is that the same people who were from yeah. King's Hall that are yeah. now down at, at Icon more or less there's one or two have moved yeah. on but essentially yes essentially we're dealing with the same same business same company Excellent. Like we we sit in meetings and it's not like a business meeting. It's just like a group of friends getting together. Like and yeah. they work with us and they understand what needs to be done. What and I think they feel they can trust us to just work away. And yeah, like you hear uh, talking to other show organisers, particularly in England, um, Alex from Fitted. Like I think it was the Event City uh, venue he was talking about to me one time, and just how strict they are. Yeah, they jump through so many hoops and they get charged for. And if they were past, like I think it was a Sunday, I think it was a Sunday evening. Past it was either nine o'clock or midnight. For every hour past the cutoff time, they were charged ten grand an hour or something like that. Wow, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's that's all. Like, that's really interesting, actually. That the, you guys are all. It's all like a, a group of mates, and you just have this place to, to to run the show. That sort of. I, I think that that's what's important to us, right? And I I've seen a few comments this week after we released our entries, you know, about shows not being run by enthusiasts. It's all for the money, all that. There, I can tell you now that is one hundred percent not the case. We are genuine enthusiasts. We do this for the crack. We do it for the love of it. We also feel a responsibility to run it. 
because it's got it's got to that sort of scale where you know we have businesses that depend on it. We have you know all our entrants like they, they they look forward to it every year. Like at the end of the day, we have full time jobs. It's particularly after COVID, we could have just went. You know what? Yeah, forget this. Yeah, oh, and, and we'll we'll get to that. But you know how how could you guys? I know from running running RMS in my spare time, I have no spare time, and you guys are running something that's this huge. You know, like just must be all yeah. encompassing. Well, at I, some think, stages. I think particularly this year has shone a light on us that <laughs> we've no spare time. We either. have no spare time now. <laughs> yeah, uh, my job has changed. Gethin's job has changed. Recent years, our workloads have increased, and Dubshed hasn't got any smaller. No, so it it is becoming. More of a monster than it used to be, but you but you have a machine built. You have this relationship with the the guys that run the place and all that. Because mm-hmm. this permeates like directly from you guys, user enthusiasts yourselves. And I've known you, you guys from years back from the days. So used to be car yeah, park like, meets we, we, to. We build cars. We go to car shows. We are the part of the car scene, and we like to think that's a reflection of us. The shows and the shows we put on. Totally. You, you see, well, the reason we have this podcast is because of your podcast, uh, Reload. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah. Now, I have, now I have less spare time. There's, a, there's another thing I shouldn't have time to do either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do these things because we enjoy it. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't do it if it, like, we didn't get the good feeling that gets you out of the day-to-day and something that you have a bit of control over and something that you can put out to the world. And that and that's just what I love about Dubshed is, isn't even about Dubshed. It has had this material fabric effect on the whole scene. You know, we have other shows, you have the Let's Dance and the Japanese car shows and all the rest. We wouldn't have that stuff without Dubshed, and it certainly wouldn't be the quality, because I think you guys have just driven the quality up. It's interesting to hear that from a, kind of, somebody looking from the outside in. Oh, well, it's a hundred percent. Like, if, if someone just ran something very basic in a car park, it would always be compared to... Euro Treffen or it would be compared to Titanic Dubs, those other shows that you guys run because you've run them so well but the other thing is the magic that you have, This it is the late, but you're running a massive show but it has this late by back act atmosphere yeah. you know and uh, it's good to hear that you know, absolutely, I, I, I love going to it and I would I was someone who in the early mid 2000s got sick of going to the plastic fantastic shows and that whole scene died off the whole max power thing and the fact that you guys were able to bring something this sort of size to northern ireland like we we haven't we don't have the big shows like billing we don't have a santa pod we don't have those sorts of things here in northern ireland you guys have brought that here i think yeah thanks for saying that um it's sorry i've just lost my train of thought here i think i think the thread that that goes through all our events and everything that we try to do it is for fun it's for people to enjoy and most of all it's it's a community in its own right like we 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 run these events for people to get together and have the crack and have the banter and the cars are kind of yeah they're there they're by the way they're an excuse to get there yeah but by and large it's it's that time when everybody gets together with a common interest and just has a bit of crack particularly um castle well and our old show has now been replaced by your traveling that was a show that a lot of people went to maybe didn't go to any other shows yeah. and they met up with people they hadn't seen for a year. It was a weird sort of thing and we hope that Eurotreffing moving forward will be that yeah. and we're actually very excited about it because we've found a venue yeah. it's absolutely first class. Well, it, it was fantastic. So it was held last year in uh, just outside Lauren Macrimorne area for yeah. the first time. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a wee bit of pressure leading up to that. And that was, that was an excellent show. What, what a venue right on the, on the coast. It was, it was first yeah. class. You want, yeah. to, you want to see that about two months before we we were in, like it's we had a lot of grass cutting and strimming and getting the place in the shape, right. like and we did that ourselves, like and just a bit of background of there's maybe people who still don't know why Castle Island shut down or whatever. Basically, to cut a long story short, we grew the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, Castle Island was great for years, first class venue, um, but I think it became such a large venue that. The Forest Service, if you've ever been to Caswell, Caswell is probably, I rate as one of the best forest parks in the country. And basically, it's a very busy forest park now, and they just can't accommodate that size of show in it. So it was put to us in a kind of way that, you know, they were trying to make it difficult, difficult for us to come back, and the last year we were there, it was just a mess. Um, and we basically read the message loud and clear that 
Yeah, it's too from, too much for the, those guys to deal with. They didn't. They, didn't they, know what they couldn't do. be bothered with the hassle. Yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, it, there was there were so many other events on at Castlewell at the same time as well. It was the first weekend of the summer. There's all these you know park runs, orienteering. They do the the, the canoeing, the camping's a massive the, thing. The mm-hmm. camping as well. Like there's just so many people there and different you know doing different things. Yeah, that, like, as Nigel says, we became an inconvenience. Like. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you guys, you're, you're running, you used to run that, and then Eurotreffin has sort of replaced that. But when, when did Titanic Dubs come along then? 2012. Okay, so a couple of years after Dubshed yeah. started. And that's, uh, and when did Castlewell and finish? Not long after that, maybe? 17 18, or 18? 18 was the last year. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so it's, it's interesting that you guys have sort of, you bookend the, the show season. A couple of weeks ago, I was updating RMS with all the events. And the first one, nearly the yeah. first big one in, is is Dubshed. And, and uh, this will sound like I'm blowing smoke, but uh, people over winter, and now we've had COVID, people over COVID have been building cars and working on their cars. And, you know, why would someone spend a lot of evenings in their garage or down at the body shop and all the rest, if not to hit Dubshed? And that's, yeah. and that's where, and I hope some of the other show organisers are listening as well, these guys who are building their cars for Dubshed, but then they want to take their car to Let's Dance or some of the other events that are... They're going on, so it, it drives the whole scene, and that's why I love to hear that you guys say it's a real. Yeah. You feel it's a responsibility to, and and it is, look, it's it's the, the cross you have to bear nearly because that's that's yeah. why people do build their cars every year to bring to these shows. And how nice is it if if someone was over at a big show in England saying, "Well, I built this car for Dubshed," and that sort of reputation. People, ha- you have that reputation. Now, how how did you get? a sort of national and an international reputation. Why, why do we have number plates from all over the place rolling off the ferry? I think down south there was a severe lack of shows, um, like Dubshed. I think that's like a large percentage of our attendees over the weekend is from down south. And then we have an absolutely fantastic relationship with uh, Scottish fag enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. We attend a couple of their shows. and They were lacking on fi- events as well. Yeah, they struggled with events. But they absolutely love coming over for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the feedback's always good from them guys, and like we've made very good friends with the Scottish ones. I don't think it was intentional to go sort of, you know, national with it as such. Like it has, it has, it has naturally evolved, naturally grown to what it is. But it's probably a reflection of us. You know, we we like to put our all into things. We like to do things properly. Yeah, and you know. That, that that has stood to us. Oh, you, you see that you see that in the in the events. And and one thing I was going to say, you're talking about you're, you know people in the vag scene from Scotland or whatever else. But the show's grown away. More, it's grown away outside the VAG scene. We were talking earlier on before, uh, before we started recording about the amount of JDM, the Japanese car entries. Like that. When did that really open up? And where did the in, did the interest come for that? I think it was a case of evolution, really. Aye, look, we've, we've had them for a number of years, like mm-hmm. you know, but we never really made that big a deal of it. I think the first year we hit maybe twenty odd, didn't we? Yeah. Remember the wee marquee out the back? That's right, the icon. Um, the last event we we did open it right up, and that obviously didn't didn't happen. The event before that in twenty nineteen, we had the Logan Hall, which is a brand new hall, mm-hmm. um, and it was full of all sorts of stuff. You know, including the Jap stuff. And there's some really cool things there, but again, I don't think we made that big a deal of it beforehand. Yeah. Um, but, but this year, we, we very much put a focus on this is open for everybody. Yeah. Please apply, and it has worked. Like, because there's been some there's some class stuff coming. Like, see that the, the, the JDM stuff this year. Um, I'm a secret fanboy of classic JDM stuff. Yeah. But some of the quality of the builds are absolutely unreal. That's common. Yeah, it's like it's like looking at your Christmas presents for you when you're doing the judging day. You know, you look through, you see what's entered. I've never been a huge VAG fan, and it's not that I'm not. Yes, it's I just a, it's just I, I have a bone to pick with you actually. Uh, <laughs> in your Mark Three VR Six comments. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, I've, I've just drawers full of the auto car. You know the the lemon. I thought you were going to say you've drawers full of old bits of rotten Mark Three there. <laughs> Bags. All right, sorry. Yeah, I, I do. I know that is a problem. Like, I, I can't hide it. <laughs> I was noted. I would, I would take a Mark for GTI over one. Oh, no way. A two oh, liter petrol. Oh, no way. It's not that bad. The worst, the worst Volkswagen, well, nearly the first, first 
Volkswagen ever made the two-liter non-turbo GTI. Yep. What a waste of time. 115 horsepower. Or something what? Like that. Yep. Wasn't waste of the badge. Waste of time. Unbelievable. But that's what I love about going because I go there and see and it tempts me. And I nearly had a deal done for a Mark II uh, 8 valve GTI in 2020, and it never happened. But uh, that's what I love about going to those shows because it, it, even if you're not interested in a particular thing, someone else is, and you're like, well, you can really appreciate the, the effort that someone has, has went. Mm-hmm. But it's not just VAG now, it's not just. JDM or perf- modified cars. I take it you're now starting to see classics and rally stuff and all sorts of things coming to the shows. Yeah, like, well, yeah remember the last in 2019 we had uh, 1937 Auto Union. Now, That's right. I suppose it's technically still vague in today's terms. It's an early Audi, like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to have something like that there, like it was worth that thing was worth a fortune. Yeah, that was an elderly couple yeah. um, from Northern Ireland, and uh, they. They, they were, they they drive they they drive that events all over Europe, because I think she was saying that they're, they're in their sixties or seventies. The couple that owned mm-hmm. this, they had to get out early on the Sunday because they had to catch a ferry to go to something in France. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were just like going. What was that? Thanks other, for coming. You know, what was that other thing they had in there? It was a red sudden lip Nicolata, but it's not. Oh flip! <laughs> Can't remember that now. It wasn't an Arb. It wasn't an Arbarth. A Fiat Arbarth. Fiat one. The orange, yeah. One, 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 two, six. No, don't know. That was quite cool. But the doors are the doors were wide open yeah. to everything, and now they're really wide open. You're saying, well, you're interested in if, if anything's of interest and it meets the standard. Yeah. One of, here, one of the interesting things to note this year, we had a hundred and five BMW entries. Yeah. Unbelievable. We, we normally get twenty-five to thirty. Well, maybe a wee bit more than that. A bit more. But 100, 105 BMs. BMWs are out in strength now. On, on, unreal. And, yeah. and, and you have the live action component. I want to really talk to you about this because okay. I was lucky enough to, to see your Monster Energy Jim Cannon grid event down at the Icon Centre. It was a closed door thing last, last year. July. Yeah. And, that, and that, that obviously was a shame. You, you, your hands were tied there because of, of uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. But I saw the, the potential. I'm sure you guys saw too. Absolutely, yeah. Incredibly exciting event. To hold there, so it was Jim uh, Cana. So it's a sort of uh, it's a precision drift type event. It's a combination of auto test drift and rally cross, basically. Time attack. Time attack. Yeah, yeah it, it's a mixed discipline event. It, it is quite unique. Um, it's class to watch. It is for as a spectator sport. It is so cool. It's really good, really good. But I suppose maybe maybe want to rewind a wee bit. Uh, we we transitioned from the King's Hall up to the maze in uh-huh. twenty fifteen, and going from the from the King's Hall, it was kind of a it's a place full of wee nooks and crannies, and it was quite a cool place to hold a show. Yeah, that's what but everybody that, loved about the but, wee nooks and crannies. And, and people did love that. Mm-hmm. But that. That's all we could do there. But when we had to move up to the maze, mm-hmm. we're faced with this sixty four acres of open space. That's huge. Like, yeah. What are we going to do with this? Like it's not the King's Hall, and we, we were a bit deflated about having to go yeah. there. So I suppose that inspired us to try and add some sort of motorsport element, and like we've had, we've had various things over the years. We've had Potsy Butler in. He was one uh, year, remember? He was in doing drift demos. We've had we've had auto test over the years. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember we had that rally thing. There's like there's all sorts of buggies and stuff. Yes. With with that one year, um, we've had drag racing. Yep. Um, we've had a rally experience for the past three years, which is which was a great. All track done that for us. A great event, and like the guys, small track have been super. Yeah. Um, but we were approached there a couple of years ago by Monster Energy about hosting this uh, qualifier for Jim Cana Grid. Now, not I hope you're familiar with it. That's a it's a an event inspired by Ken Block. Yeah. Um, off the back of his Jim Cana series and all that. Um, it's to try and encourage you know, grassroots racers right up to professional rally drivers like Peter Solberg, for example, who's who's involved in it. Bring your car, bring a helmet, go out and try your best. Go out and try and, uh, you know, the other events was sort of head to head, but we couldn't do that just for the nature of the site. So we're supposed to run that in 2020, or 21? 2020 we're going for. 2020, and then COVID hit. Uh, so it came to a stage last year where they said, right, we have to run this qualifier regardless because the other qualifiers around the world are taking place and we're going to have the final in America 
this in 2022, so we'll have to run it. So they approached us uh, back, must have been April or May last year. So very soon, very, very close to the event. We want to run this in <laughs> July. So um, it all happened, and it was kind of under the radar a bit because it was to be a closed event, not open to the public, um, because they were deeming it as a, inverted commas, a media project mm-hmm. to try and promote the whole Jimkana element. Um, but it was such a success for them. They, they they thought the venue was great. They enjoyed working with us. Yep. Um, they, they come back to us then uh, three weeks ago. <laughs> well, there was a mention of it in January, but nothing confirmed. Okay. And we just thought, oh, they must have dropped yeah. it. But then three weeks ago, right, so mm. let's, let's do this. They sprung that on us. At which um, point we went, huh? <laughs> so they basically said, look, we, we loved it. The event worked well, the venue worked well, you guys worked well with us. We want to do it at Dubshed, as we originally planned, but we're going to rebrand it, an event called The Stages, mm-hmm. and it's going to kick off a new series of racing, um, where, you know, Grid grid mostly was an obstacle course for, for cars and a head-to-head, uh, where ours is quite different in that there's a... There's a, nearly a rally element to it because there's a stretch of track that they have to race around before they come to the obstacle part, yep. and, it, and it's racing against the clock. Um, so they've, they've rebranded it, um, the stages, again sponsored by Monster Energy. Um, they've got the Solberg family on board. So oh, unbelievable. They, they, they've endorsed it. Yep. So, I mean, that, that is so cool in its own right. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I have a lot of respect for those guys and what they do, and... You know, it's that's so good to be associated with them. Pedder is one of my favourite rally drivers. Like, you know, yeah, but he's such a character. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you Proper. follow him on social media, like mm-hmm. he's just a real header. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and the, the, you know him and Ollie and, and you know Pedder's wife, like they're such a wee family unit that operates that in that within that rally world. And well, look, I I think this is this is class. Like, see if you're you're listening to this and you're into the drifting or a bit of rallying or autocross or anything like that and you want to get just apply is it, is it, what, what's the application process there sure. Look, you, you simply just enter gtini.com forward slash the hyphen stages mm-hmm. um, it's free to enter um, it doesn't guarantee you your entry mm-hmm. um, because it has to be scrutinised by the monster, monster guys yeah. okay. um, but look if you've got something interesting they're yeah. not, not going to turn you down like we had everything last year from we had a 740 a Vol- Volvo a Volvo 740 yeah right? drift cars I remember seeing an MX-5 there was all sorts of stuff there, there was super the- unlimited guys you know the boys from the north coast that have the drift guys you know they have their own YouTube channel okay maybe somebody you need an interview absolutely <laughs> clearly with the look in my abs- abs- they absolutely brought, they brought both their cars really? and one, one of them was a very clean S15 and yeah. he was keen it I remember seeing the S15. I remember there was a was a was like a four wheel drive uh, turbo GT86 or something like oh, that. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like you know, everything, car. everything from those real budget cars, like um, up to like there was a boy on a 330D with a John Deere turbo on it. Which <laughs> yes, class. it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. we, we had him on our podcast it, actually. Yeah, it yeah. was some entertainment. Uh, right up to um, the Ukrainian guy, mm-hmm. um, Dmitry, with his. It's a Subaru. B is it? BRZ was it okay it's a fully prepared car specifically for Jim Canna Grid that's a proper build but that's the sort of spectrum and then you know you've got Petter has competed obviously in his WRC polo and stuff before as well not with us unfortunately but you know he's done that in South Africa and across America and stuff Class. so it's quite cool but I think the thing that I remember from last year was the guys that were competing didn't know what to expect Mm-hmm. They, they, they actually came in good faith, you know. Yeah, off the back of you know the, the associations. We're going to give you a bit of track time here, effectively, and uh, and, the, and everything was sort honestly, of arrived on the day and see. See the boys that took part; they absolutely loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Like they're raving about it. I I was I was stand there in flipping mild frustration, thinking, God, I yeah. wish I had something to take out here because yeah. it looked looked class. So I think at that point too, like we, we talked, you know, that was that was maybe a one-off, you know, mm-hmm. they're hardly going to come back to Dubshed to do this again, you know. So I think we're very surprised. surprised whenever they confirmed it. Yeah, and we've had to pull all the stops out because we have literally no time to get this put together. Yeah. Unbelievable! Like get your uh, get your entries in. Well, I think the, the the general thing I'm thinking for is is whatever you have, it has to be has to be rear wheel drive or four wheel drive. drive. Yeah. So. That's most of the Volkswagens out. 
Well, that sounds even better. <laughs> you can bring a courtroom. <laughs> you can bring a courtroom. There you go. So, um, which there are a few knocking about the country, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a few uh, uh, lovely cars knocking about that uh, would be perfect for, for that. But that sounds fabulous. So you've got inside the show. It's not a vag show. It is doors wide open. We have you have 100 plus BMWs. You have a huge JDM. Generally, the Icon Hall will be vag. Yep. And then the Logan Hall will be a mixture of mm-hmm. different yeah. brands, basically. We're trying to we're trying to retain a wee bit of exclusivity outside as well. I think there, there's probably a bit of confusion over this uh, with the general public in that um, we're trying to limit that to German cars and fag mm-hmm. group cars only mm-hmm. for outside. Just to, unless you're part of a pre-approved club. Yeah, yeah. Just just to try and retain that wee bit of exclusivity. If mm-hmm. if we open the gates, we we will run out of room. I know we have 64 acres, but we haven't got that much tarmac. Yeah. <laughs> so and we don't like the part of the guys in gravel because it kicks up a bit of dust and sure so that's that's the situation and i hope we can get that communicated clearly uh, absolutely and and then not only that uh, we're talking as well the earlier i think before we started about the amount of trade that you have at the shows ross who's on our podcast and he's that's his big thing for the years taking the anakin stand to to the show like there's just you know between the cars and the trade stands and then the live action and all of it, like it's, it is just the best day, and it's, it's two days, isn't it? Yeah. At um, it's on the Saturday and the Sunday, the second and the third. Second and third, twelve to six. Twelve to six. Yeah. Just on that topic, I think there's a, a few traders that we've spoke to that have said that Dubshed is one of their biggest shows for trading of the year. One of them being Adam from ALB. Mm-hmm. I think it was it. And racism, he said, was the biggest trading mm-hmm. shows. And then James uh, Body from Auto Finesse, mm-hmm. and he was here three years ago. I think he said it was his top three. Like fitted, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. Yeah, like those guys, <laughs> like, like the of Finesse, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. And, and we, they're bringing we, something we, special this year. We genuinely weren't expecting them. Mm-hmm. You know, the price of the ferries and stuff has just got out of hand. Yep. But they're they're up for it. They're coming. That's fabulous. It's good. Just uh, just on that sort of sorry, thing. Sorry, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> just on that sort of topic, like I think we sort of covered a wee bit earlier on, but there's a sense of pride with us that we started this show in 2010. And there's guys that used to attend. Now, I don't want to seem like I'm bragging it, but they've started business off the back of Dubshed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's something very important to us. So that's our sense of responsibility too, that we need to sort of... It's, it's definitely, it's stimulated a sector within the, econ- the economy. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's a, it, it's, it's, it stimulates the, the, the scene, and in, in partially in the way that I hope RMS is part of the scene. We're all sort of part of this yeah. big picture, but... But yeah. one of the funniest things, I think it was about four years ago. Have you ever heard of Optimus Auto Trimming in Glasgow? No. They're just basically top level oh, yeah. upholstery trimmers. Mm-hmm. If you look at a car, um, a, a big car show in England, particularly a VAG show, uh, and it's been re trimmed or upholstery, nine times out of ten, if you ask who done it, it'll be Optimus. Um, I think you were chatting to him one year, basically going, are you going to come across? Mm-hmm. And it was about two months out from Dubshed. He says, no, I'm fully booked because of Dubshed. <laughs> so he wasn't coming across because of our because show, because he was so busy. Unbelievable. Well, I'm just having a quick look at some of their work here, and it's, I, well, can, I can see why. He's done Connors. He's done Connors leather in his Mark Three, And then, yeah. do you remember the black Mark Two on RS's, Matt McCammons, that sat at the front of Dubshed? Yes. Probably a lot, a lot of promotion media. Um, he done a Harris Tweed interior in it. He done Adam McPeak's E28. He mm-hmm. done several of Pete Matthews' cars. Um, but yeah, sorry, I'm promoting this guy too much. I know <laughs> it's class. We're just looking at the picture here. That sort of stuff that they that just. But there's a guy in Scotland. Yeah, they call him Dale. I think he just works Dale. the zone. <laughs> he has no interest in cars. He loves football. Yeah, and he's and, he, and he's flat out. <laughs> Unbelievable, Un- unreal. Well, look. Do you remember? I just I'm always rewinding here. But an interesting fact: the very first dub shed in 2010, we organised that in six weeks, didn't we? We had the and our stage was a hay you, trailer. You said to me, you said to me in January, I think we should run a show at the start of the season. Yeah, and that was like a trigger. Right, that's going. What, a, what have I done, Andy? Well, here, we here. Find a venue, and literally, it was six weeks. I think it was like the middle of February. We we locked in, uh-huh. you know, the the King's Hall, and that was it. Bang! I can. And they looked at us. They thought we were. We remember them. And then the I remember them walking around the day, going, 
holy smokes, these boys, are, <laughs> these boys are doing something here. And then, like the first year, like it was entries via email. We were we sat up one night to about three or four in the morning, oh, going strange. through selections. Like entries via email is just a nightmare. But I, th- I think players do that still, really, because but they sort of pick people through the years, sort of thing. Well, I, I'm going to take that even a step further back. How how did you decide? Well, number one, that you wanted to run a show. Obviously, you were part of the, the general uh, VAG community at that mm. stage. But what what makes you want to go from nothing? And it's not that there was entirely nothing going on back then. There was car park meets and there was track days and all sorts of stuff like that going on. But there was there was nothing. King's Hall is you know, it's it's nothing Wembley <laughs> almost to me. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, it's, I going think, the, it's going to the English shows and go, going fuck this. We, we can do this to some extent. Yes. Let's see where we can. I would say, <clears throat> I can't remember, like, but I would say it was all in the dubs probably inspired us to do it at that time of the year. Yeah, yeah. And, and was anyone in your ear, was, were, were the other owners in your ear saying, oh, no. we, we wish we had something? No. Or it was, no, you need to lead, you need to show them the way nearly? No, it was us. We, we, we sort of took the initiative and said, right, let's give it a go. Like this is back in the day when we printed flyers. Do you I, remember printing the flyers? Do you remember how much it cost? Ah. Do you want to, you want to say? <laughs> it was buttons. Uh, so we're not breaking contract now. Twelve no. years later, six hundred quid. Six hundred quid for flyers? No, that's what cost us to rent out the venue. The venue. <laughs> now, now the dub shed, that's, you that's, could buy a house with what it costs us to put on. Certainly that, not that. that that's unbelievable. That, that's unbelievable. Well, and like that was what a couple of years after uh, the whole financial meltdown as well. Yeah, you know, like it was, it's yeah. you know it's. Uh, but risky. It, was, it, was, it was amazing to see first year there was a good turnout. Second year, it got real busy. Yeah. Third year just exploded. Yeah. Third year was just mental for us. And then we had social media with it. Like Facebook started really getting going and stuff. Mm-hmm. And see, once we embraced Facebook, the whole thing just yeah. went absolutely mm-hmm. mad. Just social media is just a different gravy altogether now. Like unbelievable. We've quite the contingent from the south. Like we're very thankful for those guys. Like we we surveyed a couple of times. Um, well, I haven't done it in a few years now, but. Like it was sixty percent of our attendees are from Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so there, that, there, that, that's been sort of key to our success as well. But that's yeah. probably that's probably part to do with they're so persecuted the car enthusiasts down south, particularly the modified motors. Um, it's very hard. Like there's guys we are friends with and they run uh, car shows MLVW and VAGE, and to get insurance is a nightmare. To get a venue to agree to allow you to do it. Mm-hmm. So they're very supportive and we're grateful for that. Definitely. Obviously. Yeah, well, and the latitude that, that, that they organise or the event holders of the showgrounds and all the rest give you guys as well because you're a known quantity. Yeah. You know you'll run the, you'll run the show right and if you want to try something different, I'm sure if, yeah. if anyone else just come in and said, oh, we want to run a Gymkhana type event, they'd be like, uh, what? You're exactly right. We're, we're the only guys that are allowed to run anything associated with any sort of drifting or leaving tire marks there now. The, ha- the had let a few people in. Yeah. And it's now a no for Because anybody. they messed them about, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even the uh, the uh, Ford Mustang leaving the cars and coffee type issues, you know, that people have too. They're on a show, and then the next thing, I I remember the Fintanus shows that used to be on, and it used to be that there was the there's this big corner up a hill, and it used to be like the the drift session after after the show, and, and you just can't do that nowadays. You shouldn't have been doing it back then, but it's just yeah. to, so to, socially unacceptable. I know, and look, I, I I don't care if we're we're thought of as um, what's the word. You know, putting a damper in people's fun. Pretty. But I'm telling you now, we do not condone that sort of stuff. See, leaving our events or at our events, we're we're very um, specific in the security that we have, and we actively ask for the police to be present at all our events. Yeah, you're you're to, starting to, to see. Sure. You're starting we, to we see. want to be seen as responsible. We are responsible. Yes. And you know, for our events to be to continue to be successful and to, to allow us to continue running them for people. We have that level of responsibility to to, to be hundred percent agree. And as much as yeah. we, we all like a bit of messing about, it is not the place for it whatsoever. It's not. There's a time and a place, but on the back of that too, there's events now not being allowed to go ahead because of the mucking about that happens. Yeah, like there's events over in England now, and they're just cancelling, basically mm-hmm. going, no, it's chaos after. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, oh, it's good fun and all the rest of it, but you're you're spoiling 
the car scene well, by no, doing that? Not only that, but you guys are actually facilitating something as part of your show where people can go yeah. and slide their car about yeah. and potentially win an awesome competition as well. Yeah. So that's the place to do it, mm-hmm. I think, in front of barriers and in front of a crowd and, and all the rest in the, in, the yeah. right, in the right way. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, there's always people who do that no matter what, so there's, there's only so much you can do at the end of the day. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So... Uh, I think we'll take a break here for two seconds, guys. And we'll, we'll, we'll catch up in a second. I've no buns. We had all the buns. Ross brought the buns. Ross brings the buns. He didn't bring any buns. I drove past the garage. Could you put b- you some ashes, <laughs> ashes up? It doesn't, doesn't show on Ross, really. <laughs> <laughs> and Shots we, fired, Ross. And we, we'll uh, pick that one up uh, shortly. I'm just saying I'm a pretty poor uh, host between my free water from uh, the water service. There's no Evian here. <laughs> no, def- definitely not. Uh, how, here's a couple of questions for you. So, victims of your own success here, how, how do you get through? Like, how, how many entries do you have for the, for the, for the Dubshed show this year? And, and how many cars can you actually place in the halls? Like, what numbers are you talking about here? Well, I suppose to, to answer your first question, um, that usually was around the high 400s, low 500s, yes. typically, in mm-hmm. the past five or six years. Um, this year we had 709 entries. Wow, it's crazy. So it's just, it's exploded. Um, but just to put that in perspective then, and to answer your second question, we have space for approximately 250 cars. So I hope you can appreciate the kind of predicament that that leaves us in, in terms of selection and choosing what goes in retaining a, a variety of cars that, that's the biggest issue is just you have to have a certain amount of uh, classics modern stuff different brands so it's not just a case of ABCD it's you have to there's a lot of moving plates when it does come to selection yeah and the other challenge and it is a big challenge that we have is the quality of entries, and I'm not talking in terms of the quality of the cars, I'm talking about how people present their their car to us. Mm-hmm. So when, when they're submitting a, a car for uh, Dubshed, basically what you're trying to do is sell sell the idea to us that your car um, yeah. should should have an indoor so spot. So you're, you're talking about good spec, good photos. You should treat yeah. it like you're putting an album on Yeah. Yeah. So quite often, and this happens every event, there's cars arrive and I was like, I didn't see that entered, or oh, I should have let that in. But it's down to the entry that we yeah. saw. Like yeah. it might have been a single photograph. Photo it might, at night time. It, it might yeah. have been a really bad photograph. Yeah. It might have been a one sentence description. Like people, I, I don't know if they realise that we read every single entry. Yes. In its entirety, and look at every single photo. And I and I think would you say an auto trader ad? We're not talking about uh, stone mint. Never raised I think actually it should be closer to a collecting cars auction listing yes. rather than that. Yeah, we'll you know. go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> not a Gumtree ad. <laughs> so, not not fifty quid tonight type. Yeah. Ads <laughs> for free. <laughs> so it, it is quite it's quite a challenge. And look, every single time, like, and we're experiencing this this week. Like, it's it, it causes us great anguish and upset and happiness we'll have to be a heartbreaker sometimes well um, if if if, uh, if you're going to have to reject nearly two out of three cars to, because that's all you have space for yeah yeah so so if you if if you're listening and you're putting uh, something in for dub shit make sure you have brilliant photos <laughs> make sure you've good spec make yeah make your car something uh, that is I look, approachable I think, I, I, i'd like to apologize to the guys that, that don't get an indoor space like it's but you have to appreciate that you know we have a limited number of spaces mm-hmm. and there has to be a line yeah you know and there has to be that variety you know within our event um it's just i don't i don't envy what you guys have to do at, at all you know, and, and, I, and i know the whole process is is seen as you know you're submitting a car for somebody's approval mm-hmm. and you know whilst that and it probably isn't the nicest way to look at it, but ultimately, how do you look at it differently? Yeah, you know, you, 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 you know, we 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 have we tr- we try to be as fair as we can. We have a panel of twelve to fifteen people, mm-hmm. 
Um, we all sit down for a full day, go through all the applications, you know, to, to try and keep it, try and keep it fair, and try and keep you know that level of different opinions. That, yeah. You know, that, so it's not just down to, to Nigel and I. Yeah, totally. But I had, I had no idea that the so like the, the pressure you're under, and then the, the scrutiny from the other owners that didn't oh, uh, yeah. that didn't get yeah. into. We're listening to it all this week. <laughs> yeah, on the back of that, there is the dark side. Dark side, well, the bad side of it. Like yeah. this week, particularly, I don't think it's been as bad in many a year. The yeah. abuse online, uh, Facebook posts, and different thing. Like at the end of the day, we're putting a car show, and it's not life or death. You know, relax. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the majority, the majority of the guys that are in, are in like they can still come to the show. They can still exhibit yeah. their car outside. Yeah. You know, it's not. And, and outside, what sort of space do you guys have have there? Um, good question. Like we, as I was saying earlier, we work we, out in the day. <laughs> we have a sixty-four acre site, um, but you know, there's limited areas with tarmac. Yeah. You know, quite a large proportion of the site is now going to be taken up with the the stages. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it is a bit of a wing up job as okay. far as outdoor cars goes. Like we, we there, there is a semi structure, but at the end of the day. Things are mobile and things yeah. change. It, it always tends to work out. You know, there's 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 plenty of overspill onto other areas that, well, that aren't tarmac. Even the ordinary car park. This was I love generally about you can go to a good yeah. go to a good show. Yeah. You'll obviously you'll find fantastic stuff in the show, but sometimes you find some absolute gems yeah, out in the car park. Right. I'm sure you walk you've walked past them going, you know, like I should have entered. I know we we actually average about two and a half thousand cars each day in the car park. Yeah, for just people spectating typically. Yeah, so there's there's loads, mm-hmm. loads to see, and there's normally after a show, you, you you see someone saying, "Oh, such so, such and such's mm-hmm. car in the the car park had a look around it." So that's just yeah. like before you even walk in the doors of the show. That's the love about a good show. You've, mm-hmm. you've you've seen a lot of stuff, and you're you're really in the mood for it. You know, mm-hmm. y- years ago when I used to go, like I'm talking early two thousands, the GT International used to be a massive Volkswagen show in England. Or even edition thirty eight, some of the nicest cars you find sometimes were actually in the car park. So you know, there's that element to it. And you, you know, you go to these shows and you go, why is that person not entered? You know, sometimes you just can't work out why they haven't you know, taken five minutes to just put an entry in. Yeah, do you know and there is people who just oh, they're a bit humble about their car or whatever or whatever. Do you know what's funny too? Like this, I'm kidding it off a wee tangent here, but we've had various people coming from like this far south as Southampton like you know there's, we, we do get an element of people from all over all over but see any time any of the guys come across from England they can't believe it they can't, oh. they can't believe the hospitality for a start they mm-hmm. can't believe how sort of down to earth friendly everybody is like Saul from London them guys like those guys that came in 2019 all, all from London like, and they just had such a weekend they, but they our absolute it. killer is the, is the ferry yeah the ferry's horrendous. It's mental now. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Just to talk, talking about people that travel from afar, like there's guys there that maybe have uh, lived in Ireland, worked in Ireland. There's guys that, that fly in from Poland for the show. Before COVID hit in 2020, there was a guy, a couple of guys actually were messaging. They were flying in from East Coast of America. Unbelievable. I had the message back then a couple of weeks out. Look, we're cancelling. Sorry. <sighs> yeah. You know, so, like. Uh, Jamie Orr has mentioned and knows about you know Jamie Orr, mm-hmm. the big Volkswagen guy in America. He he's originally Scottish. Um, he knows about Dubshed. He's I think twenty twenty. He was would nearly it nailed down. He was going to be in England that week, mm-hmm. and he was going to pop over to come to Dubshed. I I think it's um, it is a brilliant thing to come over. Like if you want to fly over, fly over, stay in Belfast, go to the show a couple of days. A couple of nice meals out in Belfast and a few beers and all the rest. I think that's, well, that's a brilliant that's, weekend. That's what we try to tell people in England or Scotland or Wales or whatever. Mm-hmm. Look, the, the, there's, no way, there's no two ways around. It's going to be expensive. But try and maybe extend your trip to make it like a holiday break. Yeah, so yeah, it's that, not that just weekend. an absolute holy smokes, this is costing a fortune. Make it a holiday break. It gives those guys the feeling, like when we go to shows, you get on the plane and you go to a big show in Germany or... South England or wherever it is, because you're you're getting on a plane, mm-hmm. you know you're hiring a car, you're staying in accommodation. It does yeah. feel you, you immediately go into holiday mode, yeah. which is maybe slightly different for them if they're doing a eight hour drive to the you know it's slight it's slightly different I think. So it's uh, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. But here, uh, speaking of COVID, 
How, like, What's that? Never heard of it. I know. Never heard of her. Disappeared there when war started. No, I right? just <laughs> click your fingers and it's and it's and it's gone. But you guys, I remember at the time, you guys were just ramping up like you are at the moment to the twenty twenty <laughs> show. A, there was a memory popped up my Facebook the other day. It was only two or three days ago, but I was like, "Dumb shit, it's still on." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It was like a week later. We, we had to take that. Guess what? It's not. <laughs> yeah, like, and that was hard. And it was hard because we we actually took the decision quite early, mm-hmm. you know. But it was it was such the right thing to do. Yeah, like we'd literally just done our entries and released all our. But I remember how quickly things escalated yeah. because I was away for a break a week before it with my wife, and it was I think it just hit Italy at that stage in twenty twenty. And the following week, it was just like, oh right, things are escalating here. Yeah. And then a few days later, we. Made the call on it basically. Yeah. Just sort of went right. And by that stage, then Italy was just overrun mm-hmm. and it was starting to spread. And that was so destroying. Like, we had all the work done. I was going to say, from what, what we're talking about already, you know, you've your entries and you have the venue and you have all well, your traders all, and everything. With all our plans done, everything. Like, we've, we've obviously, Contweet Con does our planning for us. Mm-hmm. He'd all that done up in CAD and uh, it was all. So yeah. we were good to go, like and it was, we it was turning out, looking, to be, looking to be a super yeah. year, like with all our merch and all bought, yeah. and yeah, the, and we had played with the idea later in the year, but regulations yeah. didn't permit. Yeah. I think probably part of Dubshed's success is the time of year. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, it is the, it's the season opener, but you've had a wee bit of March and a wee bit of nice weather and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. I think we came to the conclusion just. Even if we could, it wouldn't be the, same. be the same. And we always, as I said earlier, try to put on the best show. And if we feel we can't put on the best show, you know, don't don't put it on. Don't put it on. So that then led us down to. I think restrictions were starting to ease up then, come start of August. And I said, right, Titanic Dubs, it's outdoor. Yeah. Still, <laughs> that was two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Unreal. We decided to do that. And let's yeah. do it. And. It was brilliant. There's a lot of hoops to jump through for it, but I think uh, you, you had to do track and trace, sanitising spots. Yeah. Well, uh, the trophies, the trophies were given out individually rather than a mass gathering at the stage area. That was the one that the trophies were the, the Titanic stack, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, class. Yeah. Uh, big shout to Brian from Short Shift. He always does our trophies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unreal. Definitely. Um, but moving into 2021, then. There was glimmers of hope, but then the second lockdown came. That lasted to May, then, so that didn't happen. And then we looked at twenty twenty one. I was right. This is outdoor only venues. Looking forward, yeah. and Castwell had gone. Mm-hmm. We started then to look at venues. I'd looked at a venue in County Down, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't working for the venue fee and all the rest of it. And then we came to getting them suggested. Uh, Blue Circle Sailing Club um, up near Larne and we visited it and just thought it was ideal yeah, to see the potential like it's just the fact we've got exclusivity there mm-hmm. you know, the guys there it's yeah. ours for the day yeah and we're not you know having to work around anybody or it's a sailing, sailing social club I've always been there before uh, Blue Circle Cement used to have a big factory there mm-hmm. and back when companies give a toss about their employees a certain size to yes. build a social club or yep. whatever. So the social club is like a sailing club, football pitches, you know, stuff like that. So it's it's two fo- football pitches, a bar, and sort of a, a car parking area. Um, but when you arrived, there used to be a football team. Used to play on it regularly, but they had quit. Yeah. New Rangers haven't played there in eleven years. So for six weeks, essentially, we landscaped it. Yeah, there were strimmers and lawnmowers and every so often just turn up and cut yeah, the grass. Going, man. And I think the guys are really impressed. They were. We really tidied up the place. Yeah. Do you remember, we, we had to go to their committee. Like, they had no clue who we were, right? <laughs> and I, I sort of had made contact with this boy, this old boy. He must be, I don't know, he must be a and he's deaf as a post. And had to write this whole sort of description of who we were, who we are, what we did, mm-hmm. what we do. And then he says, right, I'll put that to the committee, uh, our next committee meetings and... May or something, I was like, right, well, we need to run, run this in July. We could really do with yep. 
What's that you say? <laughs> you were looking. You were looking for the fast track. <laughs> so, but I, but I cut, cut a long story short. We were invited to the committee meeting. Uh-huh. Right now, this building. I think were you there? Were you? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The building was built in the sixties, like, and it actually hasn't lost much of its decor. Yeah, it's like an old pine, pine panelled type place. But it? but we went into this room, Nigel. We went into this room, and here's these old cronies by bar one fella, who, fella. who's. Probably about our age, and he's sound as a pound leg. Like. But the rest of these boys were, yeah, old boys, and we were, they were just sitting looking at us. And I, we had to stand up and you know tell them who we were. Ourselves. We felt we were really sort of. <laughs> and then at the end, it was like, oh, that's, not, that's okay. That sounds good. That sounds and then, oh, <laughs> fantastic! <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. But I think as Nigel was saying, like they're they're really impressed with how yeah. we handled the venue. Yeah. And, you know. We, 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 we tried to not your first rodeo take a professional approach to it and they, you know put it all into it oh, it was a fabulous it was a fabulous day I'll, I'll post a link in the in the show notes to that it was uh, the so last good one. Was, and was we got so much positive feedback yeah. from that I like, think it's going to be yeah. a huge show this year yeah we've good plans for it now mm-hmm. it's changed things up a bit we'll notch it up a wee level as well and try and when new venues you just sort of analyse it yeah. and see what you can improve on yeah. with several points to change and um, but the thing that differentiates between Castle Well, I feel, is Castle Well, you're in a public park, so you've uh, average Joe walking through and looking at the cars, which is good to an extent, but you've people sort of banging around cars and maybe not the respect shown over. This is a, uh, a separate venue, so if you're there, you're there for the car yeah. show. Yeah. Um, so that added a nice atmosphere to the show, too. Mm-hmm. It was, Oh, it was great, and the, the weather was great, and you had a barbecue, and mm-hmm. if you weren't driving, you could get a pint or whatever else. Like it was. I think the bar done well that day. Did I? Yeah. What car shows have train stations? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Or better than Belfast International Airport. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was class, and it's actually an example of um, you were talking about how you nearly feel this responsibility to people to run to run the shows that. Uh, uh, you were sort of looking after the scene because you couldn't run Dubshed, and you were, you're, you know, you yeah. were, you were, you were trying those other events, and and then and you were like looking after the scene, and then the scene was like hopefully looking after you as well because all the traders turned out and all the, and and people instead of being against you and saying oh you cancelled Dubshed in twenty twenty, everyone was with you, mm-hmm. which I well, love as well. The know. support there was good. Just to, before I move on about Titanic Dubs, just Titanic Dubs was probably our best Titanic Dubs ever, mm-hmm. and for a few years now numbers of. All right, <laughs> we did. We thought about jacking it in. Yeah, sort of thinking of a new. We were met with great resistance. Like, yeah, well, you can't do that. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. But this twenty twenty one Titanic Dubs was humongous. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, really sorry, good. leading up to Euro Treffen, just a funny sort of story was restrictions were starting to lift again from the second oh, lockdown. That's right. Yeah. So. Up until five PM the Friday evening, we couldn't we couldn't push the event. We couldn't we couldn't promote it because we were limited to numbers five hundred. So up until five PM, we would have the stand doing track and trace. We still had to do track trace, I think, did we? I can't remember. We did. We did it. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Or well, you did it. I remember. We did it. Yes, if anybody's asking, yes, we did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we would have the stand with a clicker, and when five hundred people went in, we had to stop the gates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the restriction changed at 5pm for the day of the show. It was unlimited. Unreal. A sense of relief. Yeah. Fantastic. That's it. You know, that. All that extra pressure that that, you know, adds. adds. And all that, I remember all the uncertainty. No one, like, no one even knew what, when they could do things and not do things at the even, time. Even Dubshed this year, Andy, like we, we were very tentative in releasing the date and... You know, even our ticket sales, we didn't open our ticket sales to the 1st of March. Mm-hmm. Normally we would open them the 1st of December. Because we didn't but, know what we were facing. But it, like we normally do the whole release launch thing around Christmas and open entries and stuff like that. But we we didn't. We held back. Mm-hmm. And we, we, as I say, we were very tentative in what, what we were doing. You know, we didn't want to go full in. Because at the start of January, COVID was rife. And yeah, yeah. all these restrictions were in place. And it was, you know, they were, they were actually coming in harder. So... That's one of the ridiculous questions. What's going yeah. to be the entry requirements? Do we need double job? Do we Is need passports? <laughs> How on earth are we going to do that? that look on the yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, Robin Swan. Yeah. <laughs> we need the download on this. <laughs> <laughs> we 
it's difficult, and it is difficult for everyone. You know, everyone spent two years of of not knowing what mm-hmm. they can and can't do. So I can, yeah. I can sort of un- understand, but the, then the frustration just between yeah. between you guys are trying to run an event and people don't I, know what's I, going on. I, I tell you, we're, we are so so thankful that all these restrictions have dropped. Like, cause see, it's a logistical nightmare at Dubshead. See, yeah. see, trying to get all those people to wear masks, sanitised, blah blah yeah. blah. You you probably yeah. not do the event at all. Yeah. yeah, it would be a nightmare, but. That's, that's worth thinking what's gone like. On away we go. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. First of all, it's saying about words I say. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, th- I think I've cranked <laughs> out five or six. But it's your catchphrase. You're, you're an unbelievable man. <laughs> that's better than being called a lion bollocks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I find it unbelievable. I'm actually sitting between a Yaris... Uh, on a what do you call him? GR Yaris. GR Yaris, sorry, on a GT4 Porsche. So there's I, 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 I also feel that is completely um, un- unbelievable as well. You're a long way from your Corolla days, aren't <laughs> you? <laughs> um, oh, it's un- uh, unreal. Um, sadly, I can't make the show. I'm away. I'm travelling. I'm travelling. We'll get set up teams, mate. Do we do a, we get a zoom on one of your big screens at the uh, at the show? Anything else we can um, expect? Anything common that you want to tell people about before before we go? Um, we can't really release dates on other shows until they're fully confirmed. Like, but Eurotreffing is generally July. Second second of July, it's it's penciled in for them. Um, dubs. It's going week. to the next committee meeting. I spoke yep. to another day. Brilliant. Just doing some admin on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Well, look, uh, guys, all the best with the best. But I have no doubt it's going to be a resounding success because it deserves to be. Thanks very much. Thanks um, for having us on. Yeah. Oh, no, here Just look, another wee plug for the stages. Um, we need competitors. We, we would love people to engage, realise what it is, you know, and how, how fun it is. Like, there's a full video coming out, I think, next week. When, when's this going out? Um, this will go out. This week, this week. Aye, so next week, this, I this think afternoon. There's hopefully. a full ten minute video, um, which was from our Jim Grid event last year. If you want to see what it's about, it's it will show you. It's right, we'll, we'll get that posted and, and up on RMS. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's fun and it's free. Yeah, it's free. Then. Yeah. Or like, you know, unbelievable. It's free track time. Like anyone should be the the flipping light the tubes up. Away I, we go. I was chatting to Frank Kelly the other day. So Frank Frank engaged with us to do a promo video for mm-hmm. it, right? And uh, around the other day, just to tell him that this was on and blah blah blah. Uh, unfortunately, he can't make it, but he's got it. Yeah, he says it, it's, it's so much fun doing the promo yeah. video. Uh, no, I'm i got it because I enjoy the show. It's one of those things as well. I haven't seen people in a long time too. Yeah. You know, there's 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 people that will have haven't gone out. You know, because mm-hmm. of you know because of COVID and family and you know life had changed for you know. So there'll be yeah. there'll be so many people out, and that's what I loved actually about getting out to Eurotreffing and all the rest. I think. Great to see is because it feels like just mm-hmm. the social life had been cut off, you know, and it is there's this whole social scene I'm sure that has grown up all around. It's not just the traders and all the rest, it's it's know, people having a bit of crack about the whole thing, you know. Do you know what our like our friend circles all sort of revolve around this? Yeah. And yeah. you know that's our life. That's the way it is. Yeah. It's our life and dub sheds are a wee baby. Yeah. Sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. Drives <laughs> <laughs> are mad. <laughs> Well, look, guys, how fabulous to have you on. Best luck with it. And uh, Sorry, just before I go, if anybody needs any information, go to www.dubshed.com. Follow us on uh, Dubshed on Instagram and Facebook or at GTNA. Very good. And I'll, I'll post all those links yep. in, in the show notes as well. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. And remember to like and subscribe and do all the things we're supposed to tell you to do so you can listen to us again. Review, Andy. Review. Review is very important. Yes, five stars. You can star. review on Spotify you now. See, you see, there's, there's an expert. <laughs> The, the reload, uh, reload global expert there. Uh, See when you get popular manscape, email you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be Spotify blackout? That was probably the Ruskies, wasn't it? That must have been. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been a bit of hacking on the go. Um, <laughs> they were trying to trying to hack the CIA and missed. <laughs> <laughs> Got our playlist instead. Thanks for joining us, and remember, there's no warranty. This was sold to sing.